welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Chase and Em, you did it! Congratulations! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Extremely uh, well done. We managed to get tricked by our uncle. Congratulations are definitely in order. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to off him so early. Okay? Yeah, so all, with, I, all I got to say is I was in the right direction. I, w- I had not heard Billy's Uncle Ben voice, but as soon as it came out, I went, could you have made it just a hint less evil? <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> no, it and was, I got to it was the foreshadowing necessary. Exactly. And I got to do my Judge Doom reveal where his voice changes after he <laughs> reveals he did a crime. Yeah. Fair, fair. Ah, um, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. I apologize to you and to Billy for having to edit this and to everyone else because, holy cow, normally I manage to keep my rooms to a pretty tight timeline without really meaning to. And this mm. one got this away got from away. me. Yeah. Look, the smart thing to do would have been to get rid of, and we considered this, get rid of the whole pre-boat section. I, can, I absolutely asked you if I should do that. But the problem is the fish puzzle and the, and the picture of m and all that stuff is great fun. Like, it's really good stuff. It, could it have just is fun. Made a whole bunch of fish-themed rooms. Oh, we could have just saved it for another. That is true. Maybe that would have been a smarter idea. <laughs> but I thought it went well. And you guys did, did very well throughout the whole thing. Um, did you? Did either of you have like a, a favorite part for you? Either what made, made you, you feel, feel the smartest smart about yourself? You so Hence. I feel like this was definitely like a seventy-five twenty-five percentage on M side doing figuring most of that out. <laughs> but uh, man, I liked the the jar stacking and the drawing. I thought that mm. was such a brilliant puzzle. And uh, guys... the little teamwork exercise where we had to do the directions <laughs> was super fun. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever played Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes? I have not. Oh, no. That's no, the sort of the inspiration for these types of puzzles. The, the, that game is you have one person sitting at the computer screen who has a model of a bomb that has various buttons and wires and batteries and things all over it. And the other person does not look at the computer screen because they have a manual that is the bomb diffusal manual. And you have to talk to each other and communicate often with baffling homophones and other mm, things like that like, and contradicting instructions. Like what word does it say here? Oh, it says there. Wait, wait, does it say there or there? Oh, it says there, but then there and there. And they, okay, which, and so lots of strange little things like that. Um, so I was very much trying to do a slightly condensed version of that myself. Mm. And I think it sort of, I think it gave the right feeling. I think as soon as you have to say, it's right, right, but not right. The other one, the with the W, right. That's all you need. That's needed. all you need. That's the feeling of that game. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I thought and that was really, really clever. Really well done, Danny. <laughs> it was a horrible pain <laughs> to come up with. It was the last thing I wrote for the room. Um, the plants one. I'm really happy with how well you did with that one because with when when Billy was playtesting it, one, we had to make a couple of changes to exactly how the things looked, the middle ones, like around the letter N. 
uh, we changed exactly how they looked. But also, I was able to look over his shoulder as he was drawing to figure out how things were going. But for you guys, you were just going and drawing to yourselves and saying, I don't know what this is. It looks like nothing. And I was just going, oh, no, I have no way of controlling this situation. <laughs> what if my assumption of how things would be drawn would not be enough? But then you held up your pictures and they were spot on. They were exactly what they should have looked like. And it was so good. That was such a cool moment for me because I was like, this means nothing. Oh, I'm doing so bad. This is terrible. And all I had to do was like look up and then look back down. And I was like, oh, it's so obvious. I can see it now. I was so focused on the individual tiny bits that I hadn't seen the picture. It was like that focusing of the eyes made it perfect. I loved it. I put too much doubt in myself. I was like, man, I'm probably going the wrong direction. But if I just kept going, I think I would have seen it. I'm glad you finished it through and saw them. And did you have a favorite sort of part for you? Oh, man. Um, I really liked the puzzle of what Chase said was like, I was going to say first off, hands down, the drawing bit was so cool. But I really also liked the purifier tablets because I was like, (laughs) this means nothing. This is garbly gook. And I'm like, don't know how I'm possibly going to figure this out. And then I was like, wait a minute. It's all these three different steps. And it was like mishmashing all the words together. And I thought that was very clever a way to like, bring that finale together and the concept of putting um like contact lenses on these little <laughs> fish that in my mind I had so emotionally attached myself to that was so fun oh, I'm so glad yeah I think you both had a really nice reaction to me saying here's what this research was fish contact lenses and Billy you did this in the play test as well you just automatically sort of went of course that's a great idea <laughs> why hasn't somebody done this before Okay, we I'd put like GoPros to, on cats. Why I would not? like to ask you, uh-huh. when you were making this room, right, yeah. you had this moment of like, oh, and then they need to have like a video footage of an underwater chest. <laughs> At what point did you think, oh, I'm going to make that video contact lenses in the eye of a fish? Exceedingly late. Was it because we went and saw the <laughs> Batman? <laughs> Wait, what? Because he has oh, video contact, contact lenses. lenses everywhere, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, my God, my process for writing this room was just full of gaps. So... Normally, when I create my rooms, I draw out the room, I write all of the objects in it, and then I just draw arrows between them and say, cool, a puzzle's going to go here, and a lock's going to be here, and then I figure out what those connections are later. And yeah, that was incredibly late, just figuring out what was locked, uh, like what the locker code. Mm. I knew I wanted the locker locked, and i pretty sure I knew I wanted the chest to be the thing that would solve that or the controls just not actually that was it it wasn't even uh that it was i wanted the keep talking and nobody explodes puzzle to get you that locker combination Mm. and the whole fish contact lens step was just a blank step that was not in there i'd already used the animal specimen shelf before uh with uh, figuring out that the warden was scavengy so it didn't Yeah, that was not a step that was originally in my planning at all. So, yeah, that was absolutely one of the latest things that got into the room. How strange. It it tugged at my TTRPG heartstrings because you gave an animal companion and you basically gave it a magic item. And that was awesome. (laughs) You know, the other thing that was the lastest minute addition to the room, Mm. pirates. Oh, it wasn't a pirate room originally? No, it was always going to be a betrayal room. But the idea of saying, because he's a pirate, was not there until the very end. And then I thought, 
Man, Billy, you have been harassing me for a pirate room for yeah. the five years that we have been doing this show. You're going to have your pirate room. I will accept that I've been haranguing you, but not that I've been harassing you. I think you've taken it a step too far. I never saw the pirate coming. It was great. I didn't either. I was like, Bleh! We talk blown. about pirate rooms so much that in our last guest season, it was the last guest season, wasn't it? We had two separate guest GMs bring us their pirate rooms. Um, so, yeah, it's just... Yeah, we talk about it a lot, and I have that, refused. That our brand has become pirate escape room from the fact that we've never done a pirate escape room. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I funny. decided if I was going to do the pirate escape room, this is the way I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know what? There was even a third one because there was one that was around um, like illegal downloading piracy as that well, wasn't true. there? there was it was just a pirate season <laughs> through and through last time. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I loved the air of mystery that like you, you presented us with this sonar blip kind of early. I was happy you thought it was a monster. Drop. Right. Yeah. We had this big sonic mm. drop and we're like, what are we going to use that for? That seems terrifying. Yeah. But it very was much was cool. giving off vibes of there is a sea monster down there and you're going to use sonar to wake it and bring about uh -huh. the end of the world. <laughs> I, honestly... I wasn't going that far. I had a moment where I was like, we need to use the sonar drop. And then I was like, no, we can't use the sonar drop because we left googly over there. Oh, and no. I was like, Emily, you can't not use the sonic drop because of googly. The podcast will never end. You figured out the answer to the puzzle. You have to do it. But I was like, the fish. It's Dude, okay. I'm pretty fine. sure fish aren't affected by sonar. Yeah, he's Fine. Googly, oh. Googly's living their best life. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think on a on going back to this because I did the play test for this room not too long what ago. What changed? And what changed? Oh, there were boy. definitely some some errors that changed. So, for example, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, I made that uh, entire computer cipher. I started doing that while I was very sleepy, just going through letter by letter, doing it by hand. And then for the second half of it, I went, this is taking too long. Let's just use a computer program to do it instead. And so what that ended up being was the uh, first half was just entirely riddled with mistakes. Mm. And then the second half, I was tired enough that I put in the wrong shift. So instead of four letters back, I'd only written three letters back. So it was just a completely different <laughs> yeah, cipher anyway. Yeah, they just translated anyway. to nonsense. And the, the, the hardest thing about the first ones that you've done oh. by hand is they were all three letters back. Except, except for, for the any of the letters in from fancy. From F-A-N-C and I, and a, Y, which I just went, yeah, so I just copied them over. So it was mostly So W was still wrong. A, but everything else was a different cipher. Yep. And I started trying to do it during the playtest. Like, this doesn't say anything. I hope you don't expect this to mean anything because it says nothing. That was upsetting. Uh, so that took a little while. Um. <laughs> um, as far as just changes that were made, the photo uh, cardboard spelling Farrell at the start mm. was slightly different. It, it was a directional lock at first and was about like which way their arms are pointing. But that was just annoying because their arms are very vague. Yes. So the original version of that puzzle was, it was still the same idea. It goes from Fisherman Andy to... Rowena uh, Ray. To Rowena Ray to Eminemony to Lionfish. I also... Right? Uh, I also prodded Billy a lot of times until he said that word right. Eminemony. Uh, but the issue was the buttons were not in the same shape as those No, they faces. were just an up, down, left, right. They were up, down, left, right. And then you went like, well, Andy's holding his arms up. So you go up and... M and, and like lionfish like pointing his arms anyway. to the side and and, and, it, and they, it was like it was I'm, unclear and we had like an extra hint for the word arms and it was just like no this is 
too many extra steps of abstraction. And so we instead made a new little document that showed that the buttons were in the same position as the face holes, which you noticed immediately, which was great. I thought mm-hmm. it was a, yeah, that was a nice. nice a nicer version of it. And it meant that it was only two and a half hours of recording instead of three hours yeah, of recording. Yeah, exactly. Chase, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fast like... did you see see the um, the fact that the circles were in the same spot? Because I like was like, oh, it's this! And I felt like I had to convince you for a second. I, was... uh, I saw it approximately right after you pointed it out to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't see I it before like, then. <laughs> for a second, I thought that I was just completely whiffing that moment i was i was glad that that was actually the answer it was very nice and chase your confirmation was actually very nice because you went yeah it is yeah it's exactly the same and i just went Mm -hmm. oh that's that's what you want to (laughs) hear yeah that was my contribution just you know as the yeah yeah you're right (laughs) no you have a very logical mind like you were able to confirm and also direct because I think I I think I think very abstractly and I'm like oh this connects here and this probably goes like this and I like combine everything into a weird ball and then you sort it all out to actually make sense so I think that was it was definitely a team effort that was I was just pointing oh you work great together Mm-hmm. It was it was good teamwork. It's always yeah. it's always just helpful to even if you're just talking at somebody like you <laughs> said, Bill. Like if you if you have somebody to just bounce your thoughts off of, sometimes it all just is so much more clear. Mm-hmm. Now, how did this compare to your real world escape room experiences? Did you find yourselves acting differently? Did it have a different feel to it? I'm actually so impressed with how legit it all felt. Like it was so well done. I'm super oh. impressed. Uh, it's, it's better than a handful of the escape rooms that we've done. And uh, yeah, probably on par with the, we, we have a really good place here called Alcatraz escape rooms, not a sponsor. (laughs) 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 Uh, and they do really good escape rooms and I, yeah, I was just about as immersed in this as I was in physically going through an escape room. Wow. Hmm. I'm a very tactile person, and so it was a smidge harder for me not mm. being able to, like, touch things and rearrange them and stuff, but it absolutely felt on par. Uh, I loved that. It was very cool. Mm. The it handouts is, it, were very helpful, because I'm a very mm-hmm. visual oh, that person was a when it lot comes to, like, one. solving things. Uh, yeah, this was a more handouts right room, than, than, than some other rooms that we've done, but they do help. They do help understand and then finding the balance to make it like visual enough for the players to get it, while not so visual that the audience members at home aren't getting enough of the the kind of feeling of the room. It's a it's a fun it's an interesting line to sort mm. of ride. Uh, and like early on, like our first couple of seasons, we had no almost visuals. no handouts at all. It was pure pure audio. Uh, but honestly, what it ended up being was a lot of stuff where it was pure audio, so that people could then write their own notes that would then be the sort of handouts that we'd give. Right, like a lot of these handouts were text based, right? Yeah, so we could so have said lots of things like I could have just read out all of those uh, sonar instructions mm. for you, but instead, you know what? I'm sure people are sick of my voice anyway, so you read it out. Yeah, so it's a lot of we've kind of taken what could be notes that you would take and made a visual element. Same with the fish, right? You could we could have given you a list of the fish in two columns. You could have mm. drawn it yourself and do- and done the same connecting up in the base. It's just store. nice to add a little bit of um. Of, of that visual element uh, to supplement time that you would spend taking notes. And I like to think that when people see my little hand-drawn drawings or things that I've made in MS Paint, uh, it gives them just a slight feeling of subconscious pity, so they're going to be nicer to me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, despite the MS Paint, I was so immersed. That's it was, why it was, it was actually great. a problem with the bait stall because I was having a really bad week trying to get all of these notes finished just from being overwhelmed and busy. So Billy volunteered to make the bait stall pictures and that's why they're so freaking good and it just doesn't fit with my stupid that was, style. That was me just finding scientific sketches of fish on wiki commons. Ridiculous. <laughs> trying to get the same style for each of the fish. No, it was fantastic. I, I, I have envy in how good these puzzles are because, you know, I've I've homebrewed like TTRPGs and I try to I try to make puzzles and some because well, I love not easy. puzzles in TTRPGs. It is not easy. It's yeah. so difficult. Like, uh, and, and, you know, you're always worried, like, this is going to make sense to me. And my players are going to be like, ah, what are you doing? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make sense. But you also have the problem of in any TTRPG, one of the characters might just say, I smash it. And then what do yeah. you what do you do? And you yeah. have to so many levels. Like when you put a lock in a in a escape room, the solution is find the key to this lock. Whereas in say Pathfinder, the solution is roll for lock picking. Yeah, you know people aren't going to do the so puzzle true. to solve it or the barbarian. Goes, well, it's a wooden box. I'll smash it with my big axe. And mm-hmm. then you have the problems with like riddles in the stuff, and you go, okay, well, you might have solved the riddle. What's your character's intelligence? Yeah, Are they going to solve a riddle? And how do you balance that? But I think that's why you end up with stuff like the, I think the the classic thing, and I've so, I've talked about this before on this show, but like the classic thing for TTRPGs is you end up with things like like riddles because nobody can physically interact with a riddle, and so it stops people making strength checks to break it or try and pick the lock. You go, no, no, it's just a riddle. You physically can't do anything to it, and now you have to sit. And but then a, a, a riddle in pure abstraction, sitting on a wall, unrelated to stuff, is boring. And that's the kind of reason people don't like a lot of puzzles. Because they're like, well, what are we doing? I was doing stuff, and now I'm stopping to jump and do a random riddle. I have to read. And so it's it's interesting, right? Because, like, escape that's room so stuff, hard to it works it. Yeah, well escape, because it's about Escape rooms, everyone is there for puzzles as well. Mm, well, yeah, people also have agreed <laughs> to sit and do puzzles. But it is interesting, it's right? True. But, like, if you look at the way Danny's puzzles work, so many of them are not, like here's a complicated puzzle or do some working. It is like take an object from this thing and understand that it should connect to this type of a thing and understand that it could connect to that other thing that you saw like earlier throw on. bones in water. Yeah, throwing bones in water is not a puzzle, but it's like, oh, wait a minute. If the thing in the water is like this and we had, oh, we had bones. That's right. There are bones in a scavenger. And so I think for like tabletop role-playing puzzles, try to get that feeling of rather than it being a moment where there is a puzzle, it is do you remember all these other things that you've seen in the dungeon so far? Do you remember that? And they were like, wait a minute, wasn't there a room with like strange skeletons hanging on a wall? And now we're in a room with three goblins hanging on a wall? Oh, what are we doing up here? All right, great. Like they, maybe they match these, but let's go back to that skeleton. Like, and it just, but then they have to be in that mindset from early on to be taking note to remember stuff. So it's all kind of a, it's a harder yeah. thing to balance. When you try to create puzzles for parties, do you, how much do you keep in mind like who your players and who their characters are for the specific oh, thing? Yeah, no, big time. That's an important thing to keep in mind. And I always get the thing, like you said, like, well, what's my character's intelligence score? Mm. I've always played it where I let the characters, I let them roll for hints based off of their intelligence. It's like, you know, like <laughs> sure. even super smart people, sometimes you can see a riddle and you can oh, completely yeah. miss it. It's not like they're just going to always solve it. And then I like to put in fitting consequences for the weird exploits that they're going to try to do. Like Bill, the first time we had him on, on uh, our Ooh. channel was 
uh, he was guesting in Tabletop Treasure Hunters. And I was like, you do escape rooms. Why don't you make a puzzle for me for the end of this session? And uh, it was something about opening a door. And I was like, they're going to try to break the door. So I made the door have a death effect. I'm like, they try to smash it. <laughs> door tries to kill him. <laughs> oh, that's nice. They're just, it's so hard. And I'm, I'm not amazingly familiar with Pathfinder and what things are out there. But when it comes to the different magical just abilities and items that are out there. It's so hard to know. Like, yeah, you got a door. I'm sure there are like 12 different teleporting objects that a person might have in their position at any given time. And it's just so hard to try to keep track. It's like the scariest moment, I think, of all tabletop RPG podcasting history was on the Adventure Zone and Murder on the Rockport Limited. It's a murder mystery. And then the character Merle comes out with, I've got Zone of Truth, where everyone has to tell the truth. Yeah, that's an easy way to solve a murder mystery. That's horrifying. <laughs> yep. That is horrifying. <laughs> totally. I, I am actually, I have a reputation with my friend group that I quote unquote hate puzzles in TTRPGs. <laughs> and it's just because I play characters that hate puzzles. And then when gotcha. I'm like playing that character, I like method it really hard. I'm like, that was stupid. <laughs> but I love puzzles. I love doing this. This was so fun. And I'm hoping if my friends watch this, <laughs> listen to this, I, I am good at puzzles. I like puzzles. <laughs> I, I, like, friend, I, can, I can spread the word. <laughs> so say, I'm, sure, I'm sure I will get the reputation of being very actually mechanically bad at RPGs because when I do an RPG, I am more than happy for my character to die. And so <laughs> if I just get the reputation of, oh, they're the one that dies a lot. Mm. Yeah, Danny, Danny goes in for what they call min-minning, where you just put everything <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> Zero character there, preservation no, is... Yeah. Formula for a good time. <laughs> oh, yes. But no, I look, I really like... Danny was... I feel like you were worried about this room before we Just, ran it in I, terms of the quality of the room. I think it's a fantastic You one. can hear, if anyone listens to our playtest audio, if you're a Patreon donor at that level, I am exceedingly negative at the beginning. <laughs> and it's because the couple of weeks that I have spent writing this, it's just because we've got this live show coming up, which will have passed by the time we do oh, this Oh, what a audio. great live show it was Woo-hoo! last weekend. That and the fact that we lost so much time due to personal things going on. I was incredibly rushed, incredibly overwhelmed with stuff going on. And it made me just put a lot of negative energy into this room. So every time I created a puzzle, I was angry at it and I hated it. And so I just therefore went to assume this room is terrible. And somehow all it actually did was make it really long. But it also (laughs) made me put lots of mistakes, like getting the cipher completely wrong the first time, Mm. just because I was so angry that I left it until 1am to type it. <laughs> I would never guess that you struggled with this one. Uh, this no, was, it was, yeah, it was I'm great. very relieved and yeah, now I just got to start the next one and hope that it also does not have <laughs> It'll be angry great. energy. Uh, I'm and curious. the cycle repeats. <laughs> I'm curious, do you guys uh, do you guys pick your guests based off of the rooms or do you make a room and then you you just kind of pick a guest? Like, do you try to tailor the flavor of the room to the guests you know you're going to have? Very rarely. Occasionally we will have like if I'll have a room and we'll have a few guests that we're looking between, I might say, oh, no, not them. It's not going to work for them. Mm, But very rarely. Usually the rooms are made as rooms. 
Occasionally, there's a little bit of a serendipitous coincidence. Like when we had Neil uh, on for his first episode, that was mm. a magic room. And we just happened to have a magic room. And it was like, oh, let's make that the first episode and he can do that. Because mm. uh, he's, you know, has yeah. all this magic experience. Um, but generally, no, I wouldn't think so. Occasionally, we had Dungeons and Dragons people on for a specific Dungeons and Dragons themed room. This is true. Um, I, we are, again, I think that was a room that I just had in my arsenal mm. and went, ooh, this might work yeah, nicely. Sometimes we save rooms if we are currently talking with particular guests. But in general, I think it's like anybody can sort of play any room, right? I think we very often make such specific rooms. So it's nice to just get mm. people on to play. Right? I don't think there's anything about the level one geek brand that makes it be like, oh, they really love wrecked ships. Uh, they're just obsessed. <laughs> we have things I'm like... I'm terrified um, of water, so it's like maybe uh, he's targeting me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was deliberately we mean. did have like the uh, point break room from earlier this season that started out as just a generic beach room, so that could have been for anyone. But once we started turning it into a point break room, we mm. went, okay, we got to get movie people. Yeah, we have to get people who have like a... A, a, fix, a brand that you yeah, can associate with someone who is going to get point break, break feelings from this. Thing. Yeah. Um, and that worked out well. So, yeah, occasionally we do. But generally, I think it's fairly open. Mm. Um, there's nothing super inherent about how we've... Att- so if any guests, previous guests are listening to this and trying to figure out what we think about you based on the room that you played, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we, <weren't> thinking, <laughs> we don't think about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Really, you should just be thinking, why didn't we invite you for this room? What is it about you that doesn't say yeah. shipwreck? Yeah, how many of you out there not being cool shipwreck pirate people? Uh, yeah, I, I really love the room. I think you guys, I was very impressed with the way you guys uh, worked through, like, the, I don't know, almost like the the more TTRPG aspect of... <laughs> knowing your goal and being like, well, let's go to this place. Or we're trying to do this. Oh, the stairs, we, like we're looking for the stairs and we're going to go do this. Oh, this must be the research. We want to find this. Oh, we got like puzzle wise, you know, everybody does puzzles well and has their own hangups. But I thought you guys did very well at being goal oriented characters within the scene of knowing like, we know what we're doing here. We're not just wandering around solving puzzles. Like You had me a... convinced in some moments, like when you thought that you had to sacrifice one of your fish to the water monsters. <laughs> and like I was sitting there and you were choosing which one, the shallow one or the deep dive. And I was sitting here going, oh, please don't pick the deep diving one. You're going to need him later. <laughs> Wait a second. Nothing's, they're not going to die. Yeah, no I, know I know what happens. <laughs> the water's fine. Uh, but yeah, like remembering you had the boat to be able to go back on the boat. Oh, yes, thank you. Things like that was very impressive to immediately jump there. Because mm. that, I think for a lot of people who are more... I have that written in my notes as a thing that Uncle Ben tells yes, you about. Yes, Uncle Ben just tells you about Because I didn't it. expect that. Because yeah, I think for a lot of people, they're in an escape roomy mindset and they don't kind of, they forget the, the setting and the situation and they just mm-hmm. look at the puzzles. And you guys did that very well. Um, so I was very impressed by that. Well, thank you. We're, we're very practiced at visualizing where we are and what we're doing. <laughs> and also credit has to go to the GM because your descriptions were very good and it was easy to stay immersed in remembering where we were and why we were there. Oh, thank you. Again, with like, my in the play test, my energy just sort of ended up with being like, oh, cool. Oh, you like the flare? Great. You do it. Here's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so today yeah, I, was I was like, like reading, oh. I was reading them out loud for the first time, really. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was very immersed. I was like, oh, the flare goes off. I'm probably squinting. It's so bright. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like picturing us going out on the water and holding this little fish jar to my chest. It's like we're sneakily rowing that way. I was I was completely immersed in this story. It was very convincing. I was so taken with like Uncle Ben. So good job, Bill. I was like, oh, we're here. We're supporting Uncle Ben. He's we're going to help out our uncle. Poor research is getting stolen. Uh He was a pirate. (laughs) Pirate. pirate. Speaking of uh, shout outs to Louis Farrell and Ben Starrock, whose Uh, names are used in this episode. Congratulations. These are NPCs. Only one of them was evil this time. Well, then one I'm of them sorry was just was mildly incompetent and lost his card. Yeah, one of you is incompetent and one of you is evil. <laughs> sorry that we are getting you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, this is this is always the hardest part with the NPCs. Just saying, cool, your name will get to go into our pool of NPC characters. They'll probably be a real asshole. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think that's probably. I think we're probably good there. I think that's. It was a fun room. I really enjoyed it, and you. I really enjoyed having the two of you on to play through it mm-hmm. very well. I just want to point out mm. that I didn't cuss a single time. <laughs> Impressive. Just very good. I I held back every time that it came to my head. As soon as I knew that I was a nine year old, I was like, oh, fine. We're gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in character. I was concerned for you. It's it's a tough feat. <laughs> M swears a lot. <laughs> All right. You heard how slowly I just said the word asshole then, right? As I wasn't sure what <laughs> word I was going to put that there. That reminded me. That reminded me. I was like, oh, I was good the whole time. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and playing. Uh, for people who wanted to find more of you and see all the level one geek things, uh, would you like to direct them to where they should check things out? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, you can really find all of our links if you go to www.level1geek.com. That has all of our blog articles. There's a little button in the top corner that'll take you to our Twitch. Follow us on Twitch, YouTube, subscribe, feed the algorithm. It is a hungry, (laughs) hungry beast. And uh, yeah, we love making content that helps support people. That's us. Wonderful. And look, if you head to the YouTube channel, you can go back and find some of the old streams uh, that I've been on Level 1 Geek. You can see me playing uh, The Great American Witch for a few sessions. Yeah. Uh, you could find me Gate thanking... Gateways is on there? Yes, there's a, a session of me running uh, the Level 1 Geek crew through Gateways, the TTRPG that I wrote, uh, which is great fun. It's a very fun uh, situation. Also featuring uh, Matt Yule from uh, Finish It. So there's some, there's some all, all I know half the people listening are all Finish It listeners as well. Um, you can find me thanking an egg, saying thank egg over and over again, playing a telepathic uh, insect man in a sci-fi world. It's very strange. Telepathic insect and now things. you're going to straight to being a telepathic bear? Yeah, there's a lot okay. of telepathy. Uh, We've got lots of, of interesting Bill moments over there for sure. So you can go and check it all out uh, as well as find all the old tabletop treasure hunter streams from this most recent season that I win me and me alone with no help from my friends. Whoa. Uh, hey, whoa, I'm right here. Um, so thank you so much. You're, you're edited on. out of the podcast at this point. Ah! And if you go to their Twitch channel, subscribe to it, follow them on Twitch straight away. Cause you get notifications for the new streams that I'm uh, part of the new regular streams of 
uh, playing Starfinder. And who knows, maybe for the next campaign, you'll be the level one geek. Maybe you'll be the <gasps> level one geek. Uh, for people who want to support what we're doing, uh, you can always sign up for our Patreon. Uh, as Danny already mentioned, anyone of any donor level can appear as an NPC, and we've already thanked you, so you'll get no more thanks from us, uh, Ben and Lewis. Louis. Louis. No more thanks from us, Ben and Louis. Uh, for $5 donors, there's also a whole suite of bonus episodes. There's a new bonus episode every week. Uh, there's two-minute mysteries where we try and solve little murder mysteries, uh, and they get ridiculous, and we put on silly oh, character voices. So much uh, fun. It's the best show we've ever made. <laughs> um, there's, and you can hear all the playtest audio, uh, including Danny's very, very dour playtest oh, yeah. of this room. Uh, and there are badges for $10 donors and other fun things as well. Uh, so go and support us there. If you can't, then just... Tell a friend. Tell someone about us. It's yeah. the best way. Go on to Reddit whenever anyone's like, what is a cool podcast? You'll be like, uh, this podcast, Escape This Podcast, is the best one. Because we can't do that because that's weird. But you can because you're a fan of the show. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Danny, for making such a fun room. Thank you for turning it into something that can actually be played. <laughs> thank you, Chase and M, for joining us. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye, bye everyone. Yeah.